I know what you are. Say it. A podcast! Hi, and welcome to Breaking Twilight. I'm Steve, and today we're casting through a blue filter. I'm Gwen, and Steve, it's just the fluorescence. This week, we're talking about the Twilight movie, Twilight One, the Twilight Saga, Twilight. And we brought along a guest for this one. Say hi, Alex. Hi, I'm Alex. Nothing else. <laughs> There's no script for me. <laughs> we didn't plan this far in advance. No, we did not. So I brought my husband into this. Hi, I'm husband Alex. Yep, um, he doesn't like Twilight like at all, and I had to kind of twist his arm to get him to watch the movie, so this is going to be a fun time. It was very fun watching the movie with you, Alex. Mm-hmm. Thanks. I tolerate Twilight for you guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. We barely tolerate it for ourselves. Yeah, we, we're doing this purely in the pursuit of science. Is what we tell ourselves every time we do it. <sighs> and for that, I can only respect you. <laughs> Somebody has to, I guess. I'll never convince Reyna. Did Reyna hear our special shout out at the end of the other episode? No, she didn't listen. And then she just like, still said she didn't believe me that I'm not a Twilight fan. Rude. And Elsa, now we're all working remote, so I can't goof with Reyna anymore. We just talk to each other twice a day. So what we kind of have planned for today is... We're going to try and recount the movie to you guys, because I don't know when the last time any sane person has seen that movie. You know what? I bet a lot of people this week, because, I mean, we can't really start this without addressing it. Hi, everyone. I'm in quarantine. <laughs> I actually have been instructed not to leave my house for a couple weeks because I was out of the country. I was like two hours south of my own house. Some bullshit. <laughs> and now you are in your house semi-permanently. Practice social distancing. Do it for the good of everyone. The better you do it, the less time you'll have to do it for. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, tell me about our friends at the uh, official Twilight Twitter and how they suggested we spend our quarantine time. So originally I was planning on talking about the posts that the official Twilight Twitter and Facebook posted. Actually, you know what? I think, yes, here it is. Twitter and Facebook both posted it. And it goes, it's, it's a post It says, it's cloudy and rainy today. You know what that means. And it's got the Pope and it's been photoshopped. So the Pope is holding up the Twilight DVD. <laughs> that was on Twitter on March 10th. And then on Facebook... They uh, reposted that image with a caption about quarantine, and I'm just bringing that up now. Ah, here it goes. It says social distancing. You know what that means. And then it's the same picture of the Pope holding up the Twilight DVD. <laughs> now, since that, on their Twitter, invented social distancing, and it has a picture of Edward looking incredibly awkward in that tree. Does he ever not look awkward? damn you're right well there was that one time he wore sunglasses for, for five <laughs> seconds which was the only so time weird. he ever had personality all right here we go twilight fun things you can do well in the hashtag quarantine life this is coming from the official twilight saga verified twitter their suggestions are binge watch the entire twilight saga listen to all the twilight soundtracks or 
fall asleep and dream about Edward Cullen. Well, you already know my um top pick of the three. Yeah, I do know what your top pick of the three is, and I'm going to tell you right now, it is the lowest one. Well, that's because everybody forgot that the soundtrack slapped. They didn't listen to our episode about the music. They need to spend quarantine listening to these soundtracks so they can remember they fucking slap. That's right. If you're not a coward, you just do all three at once. (laughs) (laughs) Can't believe I was sleeping on that possibility. My bad. Were you dreaming of Edward? I mean... While watching it and also listening to the soundtrack at the same time? Listen. (laughs) Alright, so... Speaking of watching the movies, that's what we did (laughs) this week. Unfortunately. (laughs) Unfortunately. Are we ready to talk about Twilight number one? Twilight the first. The Twilight Saga Twilight, as I prefer to call it now. Twilight Senior. Twilight Senior? Yeah, you know, because it's the first. No, no, Twilight was my father, please. (laughs) Alex gets it. (laughs) Twilight freshman year? Oh my god. Alright. So. Let's recap. Recap. The movie starts with Gwen's... Wait. It does not start with my no, favorite song. That is dear. Your favorite song does come up real early, though. It sure do. First, before we get to my favorite song, we have to have a, a, some scene with a deer who's just, like, frolicking and having a nice time. And then they get eaten. Get wrecked. And then we cut to Phoenix, Arizona. Bella is holding a tiny little cactus and a shovel and is playing that freaking bop, Full Moon by the Black Ghosts. Not the Black Keys. Not the, <laughs> the Black Keys. Okay, for real though, what's the shovel for? Like To dig up the cactus. She dug up a cactus? She dug up a her? cactus to bring with her. She didn't just like go buy like a little Walmart no, store-bought it, tiny cactus? It's a memento from Phoenix. Like I get it, but it's just a cactus. I also was wondering what the shovel was for. I did not put that together either. So that that tiny, like, little two or three inch potted cactus she dug up herself. Yeah. Okay. I feel like that wouldn't work, but I don't know enough about (laughs) cactuses to argue it. Can't cactuses survive, like, whatever? Fam? I'm gonna need to I'm gonna need to reel you in for a second here. Nothing in Twilight makes any logical sense. Yeah, all right. You know, that's fair. (laughs) It's a good point. Are you telling me the horticulture of cactuses <laughs> in Phoenix, Arizona is not accurate in this Washington vampire movie? Why did we even Maybe. watch this movie? Yeah, oh, why sorry, did we even I, watch this? I didn't know y'all. Turn that look, shit off. Why I didn't are know. we even What is the point? Five minutes in, we're already like done. And then some weird stuff that doesn't make sense happens, and that's the end of the movie. Congratulations, we're done. Record time. (laughs) That's our shortest episode yet. I didn't know you guys wanted, like, historical fiction. My bad. You guys want to hear about my favorite part in the beginning of Twilight? Yeah, let's do this. Go on. Is it the part where your favorite song plays? After that. (laughs) Mm, The part where they're sitting awkwardly in the car, Bella and Charlie, and there's a bunch of awkward silence, and then Charlie goes... Your hair got longer. And Bella goes, yeah, I cut it the last time I saw you. And that's it. That's the whole conversation. I love it. I think she says I cut it since the last time I saw you. Isn't that what I just said? You said I cut it the last time I saw you. 
like she cut it in front of him. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> okay, so they have a, a haircut conversation, and then they roll up to Charlie's house, which we have been to, and well, like in front of. We didn't go. I in. mean, like we saw, we saw. You can check those pics out on our Twitter. Yeah. Um, as well as all the other pictures of Forks. Which, by the way, it's real funky to watch this movie after going to Forks because um, we're... It's a lot of like, oh, I was there. Yeah, we're like, oh, I remember that road. Oh, I remember that house. That's not what that looks like in real life, you know? Oh, a lot of that's not what that looks like in real life. So they roll up to Charlie's house and Billy and Jake pull up in their... Gorgeous in the book and slightly less gorgeous, but also pretty good old classic truck. And in the book, Bella's like, oh, this truck is old and stupid and I hate it, which is the wrong response. And then in the movie, she's like pretty jazzed about it. And that's that's better. That's good. It's kind of weird, though, because like in the book, the car they describe is a or like the truck that they describe is like a classic truck that's very expensive. And she's like, oh, it's an old junker when it's like. A 1950s car. Like, perfectly upkept. In the movie, they tried to make it, like, more... Like, the, it's like they they went the wrong way in each direction. Like, they should have done one or the other, and they did both, because they made the car a little bit newer, so it was more of, like, an 80s car, so it was something you could call an old junker. They didn't have the budget for a 50s car. <laughs> but then they had her reaction go positive and it's like you could have changed one or the other but changing both is weird yeah that's fair because the whole point is like she hates forks and then like somehow she goes from like i cut it since the last time i saw you two oh my god i love this truck yeah i have a note i have a note here that just says was spire homeschooled in all caps with three question marks and i don't remember what that was in context to i remember that there was uh a high schooler who was behaving weird and we were kind of like High schoolers don't act like that. And we were like, did Stephanie Meyer go to school? <laughs> Has she ever seen a high school student? Thank you for, for bringing that back. because I, I don't I remember forgot. what was happening, but I remember that conversation. I want to know what it was, though. Hang on, I'll pull up the movie. Oh, God. Oh, it was that guy who was like, oh, yeah, I'm the eyes and ears of this school. And I was like, no oh, high schooler would say that. That's it. Ah, Our boy right. Eric. That's not a thing. Yeah. So, Bella shows up to school, and they're like, hey, nice truck, and she's like, thanks, and she walks away, and then Eric comes up, and he's like, hey, I'm the eyes and ears of this place, you're the new girl, blah, 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 and we're like, people don't act like that, did Smire even go to school? And we don't know, I try to look it up, it doesn't, there's no- Also, the nice, the nice truck part was really confusing to me, because like, it's the scene after she went on about what a great truck it is, and how glad she is to have it. And then, like, that part, it's made out that he's being sarcastic and saying nice truck. Yeah. Is he? I don't know. It's very wishy-washy on the fence. I don't know, because then, like, there's no other evidence of Bella not being popular. Fucking everyone loves Bella. Everyone's obsessed with Bella. That's true. And then, uh, who was it? Mike Newton was like, if you're from Arizona, why are you not tan? Oh my god, Mike, you can't just ask people why they're not tan. (laughs) And then we get to the all-important scene. I say that very generously, 
where they're all sitting in the cafeteria and the Cullens walk in and it's like slow-mo for some reason. And Bella's like, oh, who's that? Which is really funny because it's the first time she's been interested in anything at the school at all. That's true. She looks up and she's like, oh, look, something interesting. Wait, 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 wait. Let's circle back here. Can we talk about in gym class when she hits the guy in the head and then says, oh, sorry, I told them not to let me play. You thought that would work? It's gym class. <laughs> so as we were saying, was Stephanie Meyer homeschooled? <laughs> Did Stephanie Meyer go to school? It's like, it's like going into geography class and being like, oh, sorry, I told them not to let me take the test. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I if- failed. They shouldn't have let me take it. <laughs> yeah, if anybody. Exactly. <laughs> This is on them, not on me. If anybody has any information on whether or not Stephanie Meyer was homeschooled, I need to know. Please tweet us I ha- or email or whatever. I feel like her Wikipedia probably says. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. She went to school. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. So the Cullens all walk in. Meanwhile, in they're all eating the weirdest lunch. That was a different scene. Mm-hmm. First. Oh, no, is that not that scene? No. Oh, man. That's later when um, Edward doesn't come to school. Yeah, because they, they leave a carrot out for him on the table. <laughs> one, parentheses one, baby carrot, just on, on, directly on the cafeteria table. This is Edward just the only one who knows how to blend in as a human? Once, once he's gone, the rest of them <laughs> don't know how to, like, pretend to eat cafeteria food? Sounds about right. <laughs> oh, man. Where did... Wait, wait, wait. Rosalie has, like, half a wheel of Gouda cheese in front of her in that scene. Where did she get that? She brought it from home. Which one of them was eating a banana that was, like... It was in front of Emmett. Oh, I was gonna say, because one of them had, like, a banana that was, like, peeled and then, like, upside down. So, like, the peeled part was directly on the table. Yeah. It's great. Love them. But, uh, yeah, they walk in and, uh... Jess is very concerned with the fact that all the Cullens are related, but also dating each other. And, like, you know, And she should be. (laughs) Like, I will never understand how the Cullens just existed, and nobody in Forks was like, what the fuck's wrong with these people? (laughs) Oh, they were. They just didn't dare mess with them. Yeah. Turns out rich people can do anything they want. Like, <laughs> Bella noticed on her first day of school that all of them sat at the table with their lunch trays full, did not eat a bite, and then, like in the book, she notices this, that they don't mm-hmm. eat a bite, and then they throw out their entire lunch, all of them. Yeah. She notices that on her first day, and you're telling me nobody else at this high school has ever noticed that these people just constantly throw out food. They're, like, all obsessed with the Cullens, too, all the time. Like, they, they absolutely would have noticed. All right, and then, and then, do you know what happens after lunch? Does anybody want to guess? Dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Your guessing privileges have been revoked. Um, we they have... Go to class. They go to class. Thank you, Alex. Good guess. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, they go to biology. And who's in biology, Steve? Everyone, because it's a small town. Not any chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> Both of you are terrible. Edward Cullen is there. Okay? And first of all, okay, Bella walks in, and there's, like, a gust of wind for some reason. There's a fan. There's a fan? Thank you. There's a fan behind her for some reason. (laughs) Because it's just so warm in Rainy Forks, but whatever. In March, um, she walks in front of a fan, 
and her scent gets blown over to Edward, and he, like, freaking convulses at his desk. It's like... <laughs> 30 seconds of him, like, doing a puke-in-my-mouth thing. Yes! And I... Like, it's a bit much. And then he spends the whole time, like, twitching. He's like, oh my god, I can't handle this. I don't think he was twitching, but he was staring at her very angrily from, like, a foot away the entire class. Yeah. And it was the most uncomfortable thing ever. And I just want to point out the thing... One of the things that maybe makes me the most mad about this whole series is that he doesn't need to breathe... He could have just held his breath and chilled the whole time. We would have been fine. (laughs) Okay, but to be fair, and not to defend the book slash movie, Mm -hmm, whatever, mm -hmm, he mm -hmm. also can't read her mind. And I think that pisses him off too, that not only is her smell like super whatever, potent, delicious, I don't know, but he also can't read her mind. And that is like pissing him the fuck off. He's like, okay, I really want to kill you. And also, I don't know what you're thinking. And this is the worst day of my life. This is the worst thing fair. that's ever happened to me. Fair. Okay, fair. I think at that point, it's mostly just that she smells delicious. It is. I'm I'm just yeah. saying if we're if we're going to okay. take in all the factors, right. that may also be a factor. But, you know, we, uh, yeah, we kind of glaze. Like there's probably an element of fear there because it's like, why can't I read her mind? Right? She's literally the bane of his existence. Fair. Okay. Counterpoint. He's just a gigantic drama queen. He is. Oh, absolutely. But I just, I just want to say, we, we kind of glazed over my favorite scene, which is when she walks in front of the fan and he covers his nose and looks like, you know, he just got a really awful like whiff of something. She checks to see if she smells like B.O. And that is my favorite scene <laughs> in the entire armpit. movie. She like tilts her head and like tries to sniff her armpit. She's like, oh my God, do I just like smell really bad? And she that's the funniest thing class. in I the mean, whole movie. That's my favorite scene. It's great. It is good. And, like, she just spends the whole class, like, do I stink? Do I just smell, like, so bad that he's just, like... I think this... I think, if I recall, years and years ago when I read the book, that that also was a thing, is that she's like, wow, I must, like, really stink. I just can't smell myself. Oh, yeah, that's totally a thing that's, like, in the book. Oh, yeah. And for that reason, it is my favorite part. Fantastic. That is hilarious. Oh, you know what? And then, uh... And then we have Edward sitting in front of, like, that taxidermy owl, which is, like very obviously supposed to be some image of like him being an angel or something but but what what is up with that though you get do you i i didn't hang on i thought it just looked like hedwig i did not get that vibe at all fellas it's just like all right there's an owl hang on i'm about to drop you a picture give me i was like yeah it's a science class so there's like a some weird stuffed animal nearby That was definitely intentional. Okay, so for the listeners who can't see what we're looking at right now, um, Edward is glaring at Bella, and behind him is a taxidermy white owl with its wings spread, and his face is directly in front of the owl's face so that the two wings come up on either side of his shoulders so it kind of looks like he has wings. Yeah. He looks like he's supposed to be like an angel, but with like really tiny feathery white wings. Yeah, really, really tiny wings. Like, it looks like... um. The wings in that Romeo and Juliet one, you know, with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. So he has these wings behind him and I I know it's supposed to kind of reference him as an angel, but like I don't understand what they were going for here. Like what? yeah. Is there a point? We don't know him yet. Like Is Edward angelic in also, any way? Yeah, there's no. not really any symbolism or like core like correlation between edward and being an angel unless it's like 
supposed to be foreshadowing that like he's not a living student he's dead because he's a vampire that is the only valid one but th- i think but that's more deep than stephanie meyer has ever like, definitely especially because <laughs> okay, like okay, okay. a wait, huge part you said stephanie meyer okay. i would like to say some credit needs to be given to summit studios who actually made this movie like they could have made improvements it doesn't necessarily need to be Spare who's doing this Valid, okay, but a huge part of Edward's personality is him being super obsessed with the idea that he could never possibly go to heaven in any way because he's undead and also a vampire and terrible. But yeah, like it, we, we all we know about him right this second, if we're just coming into the movie not having any prior exposure to the books, we just know that he's kind of a dick. Like, what are we symbolizing here? I don't know. So, uh, Edward leaves biology, Bella goes home, Renee calls her, and she's like, how are the kids at school? And she's like... She's like, oh yeah, like, they're fine. And that's when I chimed in, and I was like, yeah, except for this one guy who sat next to me and just glared at me for the entire class. and did not listen to a single word the teacher said. He literally did nothing but stare at me, glare at me, from, a like, just a few inches away. Yeah. Um... This is the day where the rest of the Cullens are there, but Edward's gone. And she's like, God, I smelled so bad he had to take a day off. Yeah, and this is the part with the carrot on the table. Like, you know how you leave carrots out for, for the reindeer at Christmas? It's like that. Almost exactly. Weren't they all, like, glaring at her, too? They kind of looked over her like, this is your fault. Like, There's some trepidation. So Edward doesn't come to school. That's right. So then Bella goes to school every day for a week. And every day she's like, oh, Edward's not here again. But one day she goes to biology class and he is there. And he's like, I'm going to be really friendly now. Due to personal reasons, I've been crying in Alaska for a week, but I'm back. And so now we can have a conversation. And he's like, he's really friendly for some reason. And Steve. We know the reason. We know the reason. And, uh, and she's like, your eyes are a different color. And he's like, yeah. And just like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the fluorescence. It's the fluorescence. He's like, well, bye fantastic um now steve i have here that you said they had the sexual tension of a potato chip and a car tire would you like to elaborate (laughs) i'm pretty sure that's self-explanatory how much sexual tension do you think is between a potato chip and a car tire (laughs) yeah right (laughs) so they have this conversation in biology and everyone's cool and then Bella almost gets hit by a car. What? And then Edward is there suddenly and he saves her life and she's like, but wait, what just happened? And then she goes to the hospital and then Carlisle makes a big dramatic entrance and he's like, I don't remember what he says, but he says some some catchy thing and he's all like, everyone's like, oh my god, it's the hot doctor. And then uh, Bella is free to go and so she sees edward in the hallway and she's like i need to talk to you and he's like no you don't and she's like yes i do right now and so she pulls him off to the side and she's like hey you were across the parking lot and then you were right here next to me and he's like no i was standing next to you the whole time and she's like no you weren't and he's like well no one's gonna believe you and then he runs away (laughs) (laughs) it's great because that's Almost exactly like word for word what happened. Yeah, yeah that's not. He absolutely, <laughs> he absolutely does say in kind of a whiny voice, "Well, no one's gonna believe you," and then leaves. So anyway, that's fun. Um, 
And then... That's fun. That's exactly what I love in a romantic partner is someone who gaslights me. Right? Amazing. And then... I just love that. <laughs> Gotta start it early. I'm swooning right now. Right? Oof. Um, and then they go back to school, and then they go on a field trip. They go to that, that um, I don't know, plant nursery or whatever. And then... <laughs> The teacher is like, hey, look at this compost. This is very cool. And you can, like, you can, there's, like, compost-infused water that you can use to, you know, water the plants. And he pours it into a little tea mug, and he gives it to somebody. And he walks away, and he's like, wait, don't drink the water, because it's for the plants. And there's no way that we can know that he didn't drink the poop water, but, like... The guy definitely was, like, making a motion like he was going to drink it, and then he just goes off screen, and it's never addressed again. So that guy... So I had canon that he absolutely did drink that. Drink so the, drink the poop RIP water. to that guy. Oh, and while they're at this field trip, Edward is there, and he's, like, the, you know, the classic Edward line where he goes, I, I shouldn't be around you. You shouldn't be around me. I'm dangerous. I'm not going to leave you alone. You shouldn't hang out with me, but I'm going to follow you home. But also, I'm dangerous. And, like, first of all, what is that? That kind of rhymed a bit. You could write a song like that. Thank you. <laughs> she speaks in rhymes. <laughs> so they're having this conversation, and Jessica comes over, and she's like, Oh my god, Bella, Mike just asked me to prom. And, like, listen, listen. I don't care who you are. I don't care what the news is. If... Your friend is talking to, like, the one elusive person in your school who will not acknowledge the existence of anybody. You're not going to interrupt that conversation. I wouldn't interrupt that conversation. Would you? I would would interrupt that conversation. But I would interrupt that conversation to butt into that conversation because I want to be the one having that conversation. There you go. You wouldn't just, like, cut him off and be like, wait, I have a thing to tell you. Like, I, I kind of feel like um, as the viewer, you know, you kind of have, <clears throat> like, that feeling about the colons that they're kind of these elusive whatevers. But I, I feel like that is not the impression that the other students have. They just think they're sort of aloof and weird. Um, I don't oh, think so it's more like they have see your friend so hopping. much of, like... Uh, yeah, like a weird, awkward person. You know, yeah, I, I, I feel like, like most of the students don't see them that way. You just made friends with the new girl at school, but now the new girl is talking to the loser. Oh no, she doesn't know. I have to go save her from this conversation <laughs> with unpopular kid or else this will be social suicide. <laughs> Something to that effect. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So then we cut to the only sunny day. <laughs> That's not true. We cut to a sunny day. And all of them are chilling outside. And first of all, um, the the scene where they're all chilling outside and it's nice and sunny is uh, not blue filtered, which is interesting. Oh, yeah. I noticed that. I was like, oh, hey, they're actually the color that they really are right now. Yeah. So that's that's a fun thing to note. And then uh, they're like, oh, the Cullens just don't come to school on sunny days. And we're like, that's because they sparkle. But Bella doesn't know that, and so she's just, like, must looking be around nice. for him, yeah. right, the whole every, time. The whole school's just like, must be nice to be the cool, and have all this money, and every time there's a sunny day, just go off camping. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And then all the girls decide to go shopping for prom dresses in Port Angeles, and wait, I skipped over the part where they go to La Push to hang out on the beach, and she talks to Jacob, and Jacob is like, the Cullens are, are vampires, haha, isn't that funny? Um, Did he say that? Yeah, yeah, he literally said, said that. Not at, 
Well, I mean, it doesn't say that the he, Cullens are vampires. I, I don't think he said no, that. No, okay, so what is said, and it's, like, a lot clearer in the book, and, like, in the book, she basically, like, pretends to flirt with him because she knows he has a crush on him, but all she wants from him is information about Edward. Like, it's super kind of shitty. She did that in the movie, too. Yeah, it's just what... Yeah, But, I mean, little. it's more explicit in the book. All right. So, he basically... And she's like, well, why do you, uh, why do you guys all hate the Cullens? And he's like, ah, oh, well, there's this legend that they're actually the same people from this thing that happened a hundred years ago. Isn't that so funny? Yeah. And she's like, wait, but didn't they just move uh, to Forks? And he goes, or just moved back. Dun, dun, dun. And that's just all said like a casual conversation. Yeah. And then her and Stephanie Meyer both at the exact same time look up what vampires are on Google. And then Bella finds a book about vampires. I feel like you have to explain them looking it up at the same time. (laughs) Because like without the context that I have, that makes no sense at all. Stephanie Meyer had absolutely no concept of any vampire lore before writing this book. And then she wrote the, the, the dream sequence where they're chilling in the meadow together. And then she typed in a bunch of stuff. And then at some point she was like, I guess I need to figure out what makes them vampires. And so she Googled vampires at the same time that she was writing Bella Googling vampires in the book. And so they found out together all about vampires. So wait, you're telling me that she was halfway through the book before she actually looked up any information about vampires. Is that correct? She was at least partway through the book before she looked up any information about vampires. Yes. This book was based on a dream she had. Oh, I heard that. The dream about the sparkly vampires. And she's like, wow, what if I wrote a whole book on this? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, she didn't see any vampire movies. She didn't read any vampire books. She had no concept of any vampire lore whatsoever. The fact that the vampire sparkly thing, which is like the thing everyone fixates on, like there was no meaning behind it. It just was from her fucking dream. Yeah. The origin story. Yeah. Yeah, so Bella finds a book on the internet about vampires in Port Angeles, and so the girls decide on this nice sunny day where the Cullens are out hiking that they want to go shopping in Port Angeles for dresses for the prom, and so um, Bella's like, oh, I want to come with you because I'm going to go to the bookstore, and she goes to Port Angeles to get this book, and Edward follows her there and saves her from a weird gang of dudes. And she's Just some like, drunk bar guys. And she's like, oh, did you follow me here? Like, it's romantic, but like, bro, why did you follow her there? And then um, he takes her to, no, he says, talk about something so I don't go back there and fight those guys. And like, why is that her responsibility? But whatever. And then he pulls up to the restaurant that her friends are staying at, or eating at. And they're leaving, and she, they're like, oh, ho, ho, you're hanging out with Edward Cullen, I see. Also, like, how shitty is it that, like, she doesn't show up at the restaurant, and they just eat without her, and sort of, like, worrying about where she is? <laughs> this was they 2004. Were like, uh, like, most teenagers had cell phones by that point. Like, you, you had a flip phone. Except Bella. Bella didn't have a cell phone. Bella, till the end of Breaking Dawn, does not have a cell phone. Then why was Bella allowed to go off by herself? Come on. Mm-hmm. How do I put this? Women are not that stupid. Yeah. Like, they know what happens when they go off on their own in strange places at night. Mm-hmm. Like, women are kind of, like, constantly on guard. And, like, I just... Yeah, like, this wouldn't happen is basically what I'm saying. Yeah. 
So they pull up to this restaurant, and Edward's like, I think I should check to make sure she eats something. And they're like, sure, man. Okay. So her friends leave. So they go and have their food, and Edward decides that right now is the perfect time for him to tell her that he can read minds. And then she also finds out that he has cold skin, and she's like, I knew it. You've been a vampire this whole time, but she doesn't tell him that yet. And they drive home, and Edward is driving at 100 miles an hour through a very windy road, and I'm isn't really mad about she, it. Isn't that when she realizes it's cold? Because, like, she reaches over and, like, yeah. like uh, they, they make physical contact, and she's like, oh, my God, you're so cold. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. Just Which, kidding, I know why. it doesn't make any sense to me, because, like, honestly, if I'm driving and the heat's not on, my hands are away from my body, they will get as cold as a corpse. Right? Exactly. But, I like, mean... Like, your fingertips being cold is not a weird thing. No. So they're driving home and they drive by the police station and Bella's like, my dad's still here. And Edward's like, so is mine for some reason. Because he saw his car, I'm sure. Yeah, but why is he there? For some shit that went down, obviously. (laughs) No, it's not like, how does he know his dad's there? It's like, why is his dad there? Because like the last time we see Carlisle, he's an ER doctor. Now he's a coroner? Well, I... uh... I guess maybe in a small town he's the closest they got. I don't know. Those are two very different jobs. Maybe they... It, it could be that they weren't... Okay, I I think my interpretation of this is that someone got gravely injured and they probably called him being a doctor, not as like a coroner, but just be like, oh my god, you know, emergency, somebody is in grave peril to come out and try and resuscitate or whatever and then Mm. died thereafter i imagine that at the time that they called him whoever it was they were not certain that they were dead yet but doctors don't usually go on the scene there'd be paramedics maybe they don't have paramedics there's only three thousand people (laughs) in the entirety of forks all right all right i mean i could be it doesn't sound right but i don't know enough about the forks healthcare (laughs) uh industry is it an industry? Probably not, but yeah, I get you. Yeah, I don't know enough about how Forks Healthcare works to argue. Also, if you had the option to choose a doctor and one of them was real hot, wouldn't you request the hot one? Send that hot doctor. What's his name? <laughs> Carl? <laughs> Carwiles? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Send that guy. Carlizzle? Carlizzle? Carlizzle. Also, I like that, so they, they pull in the, the police station. Hi, Carly. <laughs> <laughs> iCarly <laughs> and iCarly comes out and oh he's like uh, they're like oh what happened and Carla's like it was an animal attack and then he looks really pointedly at Edward and Edward does like the surprise Pikachu face oh my God. and it's beautiful Um, yeah so then after that is that the part where Bella goes home and she's sitting in a room and she's like I'm irrevocably in love with vampires mm. I mean Edward specifically I think so which is so weird cause like I was going to say that feels early, but, like, it might as well be. Yeah, but hang on. Bella's bringing that big monster fucker energy, though. Oh, God, you're right, you're right, you're I right. I beg your pardon? Are you going to disagree with me on this fact? Can you repeat what you said? Bella is bringing the big monster fucker energy. BMFE. I have no comment. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, because she's not interested in Jacob until she finds out. That's right! That's a really compelling argument, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it was not a love triangle until after she found out he was a werewolf. Yep. So then we get to the part, the iconic bit, where Bella's like, I know what you are. 
And he says, say it out loud. A podcast. A podcast. And then um, he kidnaps her, basically. He doesn't kidnap her. He picks her up and he's like. He gives her a piggyback ride. The most romantic thing you can he do. He gives her a high he speed. He acts like he's going um, <laughs> to like kidnap her. Gives her a high speed piggyback ride. He had kidnapper energy. <laughs> high speed kidnapping piggyback ride. Jesus Christ. And, and he takes her to some meadow and he's like, come with me. You need to see what I look like in the sunlight. And like, okay, what? Hold on. Freaking pump the brakes. <laughs> what are we talking about right now? Why is it that important that you need to see what he looks like in the sunlight? But whatever. So they go up there and he runs real terribly like... In the, in the first couple of Twilight movies, I don't know if y'all noticed. You should have noticed this. But oh, that's the first thing I noticed. When they when they run, they're running at like a normal human speed, like physically, and then they're moving like a hundred miles an hour. And yeah, they're is... just sort of like their legs are moving at about the speed that you would expect if a regular person was running, but they're just sort of gliding across the ground like a wraith. It's awful. <laughs> it's terrible. And they fixed it in the last couple of movies. The way the vampires move quickly is different in every single movie. Yeah, they got really good at it in uh, Breaking Dawn, I will say. Yeah, I, I think the um, the new moon was the worst, in my opinion, because they just look like two clouds flying around. <laughs> like, that yeah. fight in, like, the vampire Vatican is so fucking funny. Yeah. Um, and then and then we get to <clears throat> my <clears throat> one of my other favorite parts in this movie. Uh, maybe my favorite part in the whole movie is when Edward... Is sparkling. He's got like this bedazzled diamond face, and he looks at Bella with like this terrible grimace, and he's like, "This is the face of a killer, Bella." And I'm like, "You got some some like rhinestones on your face. Relax. What are you talking about? You know?" I think he says this is the skin of a killer, which is still just so fucking funny. He just he's just glittering. That's right. This is this the skin of a killer, Bella? I I have to give props though to. Uh... Robert Pattinson here for like at least you know attempting to be really dramatic about it as Edward would be because Very fair. like I would not have been able to do that with a straight face. I would every time I would start to say it, I would just start honestly mad props needs my to be given to every movie. actor in this movie for doing anything with a straight face. Yeah, busting my ass was the wrong. <laughs> as, as soon up. as I said it, I meant cracking up or what, what's it? laughing my ass off that's it but anyway like i definitely would not have been able to pull off that scene to be like this is the face of a killer like i'm like covered in glitter which he probably wasn't when the, for like the filming but he knew that that was gonna be he might have been you know what, what uh i don't know it would have been all over the place i think it would have been easier to cgi that in but um but in any case he's just like very dramatic about it and um you know kudos to him for, for, for pulling that off it didn't you know turn out very well but for the character, that is what he was supposed to do, so I can give him credit for that. Good on Robert Pattinson. Um, and then Edward has kind of a tantrum, and he's throwing trees around, and he's like, you know, I could snap your neck right here if I wanted to, and you can't even outrun me, and, like, you're attracted to me no matter what I do. Like, this, you know, I could drink your blood right the second, and you would be dead. So, anyway, and then they start dating. So, like, you know... <laughs> There, that happened. The deal is sealed. Again, BMFE. He's just like throwing trees around trying to scare her, and it's just like turning her on even more. Like, honestly, it's the though. Monster fucker energy. That like sealed the deal. So then 
they're dating officially and Edward takes her to school and he's like kind of flexing and showing off to everybody about this girlfriend that he has, but it's the only time that he's like this. Yeah, he just has like a completely new personality for one scene and then goes back to being regular Edward. And I think it's uh, my head canon is that those are personality changing sunglasses. I was about to say the exact same thing. Oh, I was going to say it's just that new relationship energy. Like, people who are in a new relationship be like, have you seen my girlfriend? And, like, you know, then the next time they're like, ah, right, I'm over it. But, like, people in new relationships, like, yeah, can my girlfriend come? Like, yeah. Yeah. People in new relationships just be the way, especially in high school. Oh, my God, yeah. Then he takes her to meet his parents and... My other favorite scene. I love (laughs) Yeah, another another classic Steve, would you like to recount the highlights of the kitchen scene? All right, so first off, we talked about this in our very first episode, which is that this is the only scene where any characters have any personality whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Because we have, like, Alice, like, float in on a tree or whatever, and, like, they're making dinner, and they're actually, like, interacting and seem like humans. Like, I mean, like, vampires. But, like, they seem like they have personality for a minute. And then Edward and Bella walk in. Wait, no, no. First, we have to say the part where it's like, they're what are they making? Like spaghetti, and I think Rosalie is like, is she even Italian? I think they're making a whole spread. Yeah, yeah. It is like, well, her name is Bella, <laughs> and then uh, Duh, everyone whose name is Bella likes Italian food. They are Italian. It's the rule. Yeah. Oh, I see. And then uh, they walk in, and Esme's like, oh, I hope you're hungry, and Bella, being a polite, you know, person. polite and a normal human being. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, definitely. And Edward's like, she already ate because we're vampires and we don't eat food. And she wasn't expecting to be fed at the vampire house, obviously. And Rosalie gets so mad that she just like, (laughs) yeah, Rosalie gets so mad that she shatters a glass bowl in her hands. And she's like, unbelievable. She already ate. And then she storms off. A glass bowl full of salad and just leaves all the salad and glass on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I don't think that was like the main thing she was mad about she was already pissed off that like you know bella's a human coming over and stuff and then like her having already eaten be like great you know we've been to all this trouble for this person who i already can't stand and they won't even be gracious enough to eat the food that well, I was bella preparing. was which very by the ready way i want to food. talk for a second edward was when he was an ass about it yeah but i i just want to talk for a second about the food because like you know obviously like they don't they don't cook because they don't eat. And like he even like Carlisle, I think it is even makes the joke like, ah, ha, ha, it's the first time we've ever used our kitchen. And for that reason, though, like, you know, they're, they're watching a cooking show. But I had canon that the food that they were going to prepare was probably going to be really disgusting because none of them have cooked in hundreds of years. And like, I know they're really good at everything, but they also don't eat. And I feel like whatever they made probably would not have been very tasty, probably kind of like an Amy Santiago level of cooking. Um, and it probably would have been revolting anyway. Yeah, he's baking yeah. salt. Yeah. Why not? It's like it's the same thing, right? Like, they probably don't even know. Like, I, I'm assuming that, like... They're both white powders. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and you know, like, probably some of the seasonings and stuff weren't even, like, around them at the time frame that they did used to eat. You know what I mean? Like, there's probably been, like, culturally introduced foods since the time... The last time they've literally eaten anything that they're not familiar with at all. They're just like, I don't know, is this a good amount of dressing? Like with all these newfangled seasonings now. Yeah, they have they have no idea. And it probably would have been revolting. So it's, I think, for the best that she didn't eat whatever they were concocting. Fellas, I'm gonna lay something on you right now. Alice isn't in the kitchen cooking, okay? What if... She had a vision that the food was going to be terrible and Bella would, like, get sick or something. 
And Edward, who can read minds, also saw this vision and was trying to be like, please don't just oh, stop yeah, cooking yeah, we, right we now. We already ate. Don't worry about it. Like, ah, yeah. so we, we have a new headcanon here to explain some writing. Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to say, and I know that, like, functionally for Edward, they don't need the balcony. Because he has a door that just kind of, from an upper floor, he has a door in his bedroom that opens to just outside. And that's fine all dandy for him, because, you know, being a vampire, and he can just jump down, and it's not an issue. But what I want to know is where they found this gorgeous house with a door that opens to outside with no balcony. Like, because somewhere, this building exists. And I want to know, like... I have a theory. Did they just tear the balcony off? Was it, like, not finished being built yet? Go ahead. I think they moved in and tore the balcony off because they're dramatic bitches. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Honestly, I, I could see that. But I just, when I was watching it, that's all I could think. I was like, look at this. This is a real building that exists somewhere. There's, like, a beautiful, beautiful, like, glass-walled house, whatever, and, like, just a door that opens to just to your death because if you step out of it, you just fall. Um, the next significant thing that happens is they play baseball together, and then... Easily the coolest scene in the movie. Definitely the coolest scene. Yeah, let's just gloss right over that. We all know that's the best scene in the movie. Shout out to, uh, to Joe Webb on Twitter, who says, Sometimes when I'm bored, I go on YouTube and search tw- the Twilight baseball scene and just watch it three times in a row. He's valid as hell. Yeah, I could see myself doing that. Right? That is the most valid Twitter reply I've ever gotten. And I would like to point out, he posted that in response to me asking my followers to follow our podcast account, and he did not follow our podcast account. Even I followed the podcast account. So dark shout out for that, Joe. (laughs) Dark shout out for that, but also we love you anyway. Yeah, you're great. So they play baseball, and then the bad vampires come up, the ones who've been killing people all over Forks already, and they're like, hey, can we play? And they're like, maybe you better not. And then the wind blows, and... They smell Bella again, and James is like, oh, you brought a snack, and they're like, no, and uh, and James is like, oh, really, and so then um, that sets off the whole thing. I think and... it's really funny, because if they hadn't, like, freaked out and been like, no, then he would have been like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I guess I can't have this one, but they, like, made such a point of being like, no, you can't, you can't specifically, this is our human being, you know, that he was like, well, now I gotta get her out of spite, like, if they had just been yeah. chill about it and be like, ah, she's with us, actually, like, if you could just not, then he would have been like, mm, there's more of you than there are of me, I guess it's fine. Well, I think it's, it's more if they had acted more like they were planning on eating her and they just didn't want to share, but they acted more in a protective way. Mm, that's even better, yeah. And- that's what tipped him off, is that they were vegetarian vampires, and, like, yeah. fuck them for being vegetarian. Yeah. Yeah, like, if, uh, but, but the point is, they hadn't reacted, like, I think if it could have been done much more tactfully, yeah. you know, and, and more carefully, and it could have ended a lot better for everyone. I mean. Yep. Especially that poor, like, ballet studio that got just, like, destroyed with, like, nobody knows fuck why. Ballet. <laughs> the they just came in the next studio. morning, they're like, what the fuck happened in here? Oh my god, you're right. So then James starts chasing Bella, and then there's this this whole big chase scene. You guys remember. I'm not going to redo the whole thing. And then Bella Bella pulls a classic teenager move, thinking that some lie she says is super slick. And she goes into her house, and she's like, Dad, I just like forks too much. I'm going home tonight. And so she does that. She says some mean things to Charlie. Um, And then so she goes... To Phoenix, 
with Alice and Jasper because their plan is that James is going to follow Edward probably, and so that's her best bet. So that's what they do. And (laughs) there's a part where they're driving in the car and Alice and Jasper hold hands for like half a second. And that's so much more romantic than this entire series put together. (laughs) They have a better relationship. (laughs) They do! Just in that. They have like... They, They do three minutes of screen time total in the whole series and it's so much better but whatever (laughs) and like okay not not to stand james for a second but that thing he pulls with the home videotape to like get her mom's voice to like lure her in like that's clever actually that's a pretty good play yeah i'll give him that Yeah, it kind of is but mm. you know what's stupid is Bella falling for it. Yeah, falling for it, and not just falling for it, but not like telling anyone and just being like, "Yeah, I can handle him on, by myself." And also, if I go there, he's definitely will just let my mom go. Yeah, he's not gonna be like. <laughs> Does he seem like a nice fellow? He'll be like, "All right, now that you're here." He seems like someone who totally like keeps his word. <laughs> yeah, he seems like he keeps his word, and he seems like he'll definitely be nice enough to not go kill my mom the second he's finished killing me. Like, definitely, you should tell the actual vampires who have dealt with other vampires and are familiar with his capabilities and also have like literal magic powers and like i don't know i feel like they're just better at planning in general like i feel like she definitely should have gotten them in on it even if ultimately her plan was to go in alone at least have them be like familiar with what's going on like i'm sure they come up come up with a much better plan than her just running in there by herself and getting captured like even even if her mom was there. That would have done absolutely no good. Like, they, he definitely would have killed you both. I don't know what she thought was going to happen. Uh, yeah, that whole thing is so dumb. Yeah. And at this point, <laughs> we've been watching the movie for 10 years, but it was only like an hour. Honestly, though, like at that point when we were watching the movie, I did feel like we've been watching it for like five years. For real. I was like, this has to be over. Yeah. Because the movie, it's like 30 different genres and there's no like real plot until like two-thirds of the way through it yeah. like there, there's yeah. no plot until that baseball scene it's just such good writing oh so then bella goes to meet james against everyone's better judgment and then she pepper sprays him does does pepper spray work on vampires obviously not as we see in the movie yeah okay yeah. Like, it did about as much good as spraying anything else, such as water, in his eyes. He just kind of wiped it off and was like, nice try, and then Valid. kicked yep. your ass immediately. Cool, yep. And then... And I, I then... still really like the fact that they completely ripped this, this ballet studio to shreds. I mean, they were, like, tearing up the floorboards. They lit, like, a bonfire in there to, like, burn his shredded body, so there's got to be, like, blood and, like, torn up, you know, boards, shattered glass. Like, this place is a wreck. And then... They just left, and they're like, "Oh, like I think Bella they burned just it fell down. down I think fl- they burned it down. What the whole building? Yeah. All right, so they burned down the whole building, and then they're like, "Oh, Bella fell down a flight of stairs and hit her head," and they just left this like destroyed and then also burned ballet studio with no explanation whatsoever of what happened there. And the people who owned it the next day were just like, "Holy shit!" Sure hope they had insurance. I mean, like, right? You know, this place is just gone just like okay. that hey i gotta say if they didn't have insurance carlisle better have paid for that because carlisle is a fucking billionaire and should be guillotined yeah <laughs> like he should 
but if he did then it would kind of give away his involvement you know like oh some guy some doctor in a different state has volunteered to pay for the damages that's the most suspicious shit i ever heard in my life sounds like you've never heard of an anonymous donation it's just a bag of cash he just leaves a bag of cash on their doorstep (laughs) what old-timey like burlap sack with a dollar sign on it oh my god (laughs) it's got a billion dollars in it okay But consider this. Someone else comes before the owners do and see the bag of cash and take it. That's not his problem anymore. And then the owners still have nothing but someone Um, else. Alice would know if that was going to happen. Yeah, only she's paying attention. She doesn't see visions about everything. Good point. Hey, fellas. Fellas. Two things. First of all, you can't guillotine a vampire. Isn't it guillotine? (laughs) You can't guillotine a vampire. I can try. Why can't you guillotine a vampire? Because the blade wouldn't go through, it'd just break. Yeah, their skin is diamond or whatever. That sounds fake. If you want to kill a vampire, you need to get another vampire to snap their neck in a sexy way. <laughs> you know, I, I will say that I, as you said that, it reminded me of the scene where Alice like Snaps jumps onto him with her legs and wraps them around way. his waist to snap his neck, and it, that was pretty sexy. That was very impressive. I was highly impressed with Alice in that moment. Yeah, I was like, God damn! I wish we I could. All, do that. all three of us Just collectively like, were like, jump Oof. onto someone with my legs and snap their neck. I mean, I would never do that to someone, but if they deserved it, that'd be great. If you can jump onto someone and grab onto them with their legs and snap their neck, this is really all the qualification I need. We can get married. <laughs> but what if? They jump onto you and snap your neck. Then we don't have a problem anymore, do we? <laughs> I guess they're a widow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, wait. Okay, second thing. How did they sell the Bella came over to Edward's hotel and then flew down two flights of stairs and out a window to her mom? That's a really terrible story. No, it makes perfect sense because Bella's a total klutz and just falls. So am I. I've never fell down two flights of stairs and out a window. But you could. <laughs> If you did, it would be real believable. Guys, I'm going to bed. All right, bye. Gwen, record our outro. We have to do the prom scene still. What? There's still more of this movie? (laughs) Yeah. I actually did think the movie ended with, like, her in the hospital with a broken leg. All right, let's talk about prom. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. What about the fact that... Uh, snap. The the bad vampire. The one who hunts her down. James. James. He, like, bites her. So, she fell out, uh, she fell down a flight of stairs and flew out the window and landed in someone's mouth because she's got these, like, really distinct, like, bite marks on her wrist that are, like, clearly human teeth. You know what she I mean? She fell on a like, dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> dog teeth, teeth look different than human teeth. She must have landed in someone's okay, mouth wait, wait, in order for there to be, like, that much of a... Dog teeth look different than human teeth, but do vampire teeth look different than dog teeth? Yes! yes. They look like human Definitely. teeth! All right. They look like human teeth for the most part. Like, maybe a little bit sharper on a couple of them. But they definitely don't look like dog teeth. Fine. But she has, like, a huge, like, on her on her wrist, if I recall, like... Both top and bottom teeth, like, clearly human teeth that he, like, bit into her to, like, you know, because he was trying to turn her into a vampire or whatever out of spite. And, like, um, like, how did they explain that away with her falling down the flight of steps and flying out a window? Doesn't anyone want to know why my arm was near some biters? Yeah, exactly. You get it? (laughs) 
I don't think he was planning on turning her into a vampire out of spite. I think he was just planning on drinking her dry. No, I'm pretty sure he didn't no, he say, no, like, he... I'm going to turn you because he's too much of a wuss or something like no, that. No, he said it, it was, like, cruel of him to not have turned her before this and oh. now he's just gonna kill her so get oh, okay i thought he i thought he was actually trying to turn her no but then they stopped him okay i get it he was like rubbing it in her face like you can't defend yourself because yeah regardless of whether he was gonna turn her or drink her blood there's still like a huge like denture shaped you know <laughs> cut in her arm that nobody uh, she fell onto to. grandpa's dentures i guess so but anyway, I just wanted to point out that, that, that writing flaw. Yeah. So then they go to prom. <laughs> and uh, in the movie, it's all very chill, and they just go to prom and have a nice time. But in the book, they don't tell Bella they're going to prom. They just say, hey, get dressed up nice. We're going somewhere. And she fully assumes that they're getting all black child dressed up to turn her into a vampire. And, and then she's a fucking idiot. And then she's mad that they don't. And I just think that's kind of fun. But that's just in the book. We're doing a movie review. Yeah, yeah but the movie review it. one is boring, so I brought the book one in. Because I do what I want. It's pretty funny, though, that in the book, she thought they were going to turn him into a vampire, like, what, two days after they stopped the other guy from turning into a vampire? Like, I know yeah. he was going to kill her, but there was that whole thing of, like, Edward sucking the blood out like a snake bite or yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, Edward could have turned to, him into a vampire and, right there. Yeah. He could have just sat back and let her get turned into a vampire, but he didn't. And yet, in spite of that, she thinks that when she gets all dressed up, that it's because he's going to turn her into a vampire and get married. And, like, don't you think he would have just let that happen? Like, don't you think that he would have just spared himself the trouble and just kind of, like, stood back and be like, perfect, I was planning on doing this anyway. Like. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. In conclusion, Bella does not think things through ever. Mm-hmm. Also, in the, in the book prom scene rosalie is wearing a dress that is so low cut it goes down to her belly button and i just want to say that that is not appropriate high school dance attire no that wouldn't have been a lot of my school that would not have flown to be fair i don't think anyone ever tries to tell the colons what to do they just do things people are like yep that's the colons i sure don't follow any rules ever yeah so that wraps up this episode of breaking twilight have a question comment or suggestion you can find us on twitter at twilight underscore pod tumblr at breaking dash twilight and you can email us at breaking twilight pod at gmail.com in our next episode we'll be talking about the post twilight boom of female fantasy literature thanks for listening oh man yeah i think we okay. need to have a philosophy episode about like how Carlisle is actually a hor- the worst villain in the whole show. I know you started to say horrible, but what you actually said was that Carlisle is a whore, and that's so funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> Papa Colin's gotta make a living. <laughs> <laughs>